And we're live. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> Welcome to episode zero. Of Congratulations, the you didn't fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> Ten minute conversation about how I'm going to fuck this intro up. Did you even practice it either? No, I didn't. Well, I said it like three times in my head and I kept saying Treyarchy, but it's not Treyarchy, <laughs> not Treyarchy the game. It's Triarchy. Congratulations. Thanks. I'm proud of you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I don't think Sean will be proud of you, though. No, he's never proud of me. Like, you should have heard him today. <laughs> oh, geez. So, not bad. Anyway, so uh, today, this is our, well, first episode, but episode zero of the tester of us uh, trying this out. It's going to be our first time doing this. This literally was a... Just a tit for tat thought of me just laying in bed thinking, oh, well, I listen to all these podcasters all the time. Hey, let me just text somebody. Texted you. I was like, hey. $1,000 later, you know? Yeah. (laughs) A little bit more than $1,000 later. I was like, hey, maybe we should uh, start a podcast. I never thought that the next day, oh, I bought this mixer. I bought this. I bought this. I bought that. (laughs) Next thing you know, know, $1,239 later, uh, it was just... It was about twelve. Rocking and rolling. And then we got Ryan and board. And then That's me. He's buying stuff left and right. And I come over, hey, you gotta buy this. I guess. Oh, okay, I guess I'll do that too. <laughs> so here we are. All right. So fair. I guess for uh for the first episode we can start talking about each other's backstory. I'll let uh Mr. Tristan over there go first. Okay, well, um Don't go too deep because you don't want people stealing all your info. Yeah, you know, yeah. just just give us a clue about uh what it was like as a child and what My you did with your life, you know? number and everything. I mean, if you don't mind, I would like to get another credit card. So, yeah, I mean, your favorite animal. It's all right. Most of them are maxed out anyway. So good luck with that. Um, uh, my name is Tristan. Don't uh, tell me your last name. Just that's good. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like it's on the socials or anything, but yeah, yeah. yeah you know, you'll matter. never find me. Um, I'm Tristan, I am 25. Uh, common interests. <laughs> what is this, this a dating profile? Yeah. Long walks on the beach. <laughs> Am I going to find you on Tinder next? That stuff. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Um, Yeah. I I don't know. What should we? Oh, just give me a backstory <laughs> like, of your childhood. Like, what? what where do we work? And where do we? Where did you grow up? What did you do? Well, um, for a majority of my life, I grew up in South Lorraine. Oh, so you're a hood rat. Yeah, kind of. Wow. You were the white, one white guy I in a Puerto Rican neighborhood. The one white guy that in the, oh, all nice. the schools, I felt outnumbered all the time. <laughs> and uh, oh, you were like sorry, the white you know, sprinkle. There was yeah. one other white guy, but he acted really not white. And uh, I always felt like I was just the only guy that acted, you know, like myself. Um, I you are an odd cat. I'll yeah, give you that. Yeah. For a majority of my life, uh, always been called gay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why, um, but I never used to act like how I used to now. Uh, uh, flamboyant, yeah, very flamboyant. Yeah. You embraced your sexuality, yeah, appreciate I it. Embraced it, and then I just you know went all out. Um, I'm really bad at this. Uh, <laughs> what else? Um, I was 13 ish. I was first touched <laughs> back at band camp. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I was 13 when I moved from South Lorraine because my parents wanted to get away from the hood life, I guess you can call it, living in bad areas. Moved to Fireland School District out in the So you went from a place full of ethnic 
to yeah. hillb- <laughs> hillbilly. You went to hillbilly country. Yeah. Where, it, yeah, it's total opposite there. Yeah. That was right when I stepped foot in that school the first time. It was middle school. And there was the principal, won't say his name. And uh, we're actually pretty close friends. Well, not close friends, but we're friends now. But to Show me where he touched you. Here. here. <laughs> <laughs> but when I would transfer it, I had a giant mohawk. It was always spiked up. I think it went all the way. I don't know if it was like the half mohawk or the full mohawk, but it went all the way up and it was spiked up and walked into school to sign me in. And the first thing that he said to me was like, oh, looks like you're going to be trouble. And I was I was like, wow, really? We had a profile me just because I have a mohawk. But, you know, I was like, whatever, blew it off. And I was kind of pissed off about it. And then um, it was weird being all around just a bunch of different ethnics and then just being around a bunch of white kids was like, where is everybody? I was like in a whole nother universe. I think you can say race and cultures instead of ethnics. <laughs> just call them know. ethnics yeah. as a little, yeah. as a little uh, degrading. I don't know what's politically correct <laughs> anymore. I'm, I'm those, trying. Those ethnic people. Yeah, well, <laughs> those people. Well, good thing they don't know where I live. Um, so yet. they'll be using your IP. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'll find you on the auditor's website. Don't worry. <laughs> But, um, <laughs> yeah, moving out there was a big change. It went from city life to country life. I had friends, and then slowly but surely, not even a year later, I lost contact with them. They didn't wear the one on and talk to me because I would live, like, 30, 40 minutes away. And when you're a kid, that's, like, kind of far. It's like, it's like across the globe. Yeah. So kind of just lost contact of friends that I had there and then kind of had a stutter from scratch. And so I went to middle school. I think it was like the middle of sixth or seventh grade and then transferred when I was like, what, eighth grade? Usually it's like eighth grade now, eighth, ninth grade for high school. Went to high school, made a bunch more friends, and I was still not popular how I thought it would be. And uh, <laughs> kind of just migrated. What does that mean? Because yeah, what does that mean? When you migrate, you know, from schools <laughs> and then, you know, you had your other popular groups in your different schools and then you find out, you know, in new schools, you know, here's your popular group. Here's your nerd group. Here's your, you know, your weirdos. Here's your emos. Here's this. I kind of fit in with like the weirdos and the nerds and all the popular kids always wanted to fucking just make fun of me all the time. Yeah, but so, see, it's okay because you normally the weirdos and the nerds are the ones that end up more successful anyway. So me and Charles yeah. are both weirdos and nerds. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, this is true. It is true. I can see it just a little bit. So uh, enough about your like childhood. Like what? What was Tristan post high school to now working where we're working together? So huh? what did what did you do with like your your late teens to where you are now? Like so after so after high school. To, to now, like well, what, what brought you to where you are now after high school? I'd rather not listen to high school musical. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're all in this together. So me and the principal no, um, became best friends <laughs> and like, he just understood me. Yeah. I just like, uh, this guy named <laughs> Brian, like I was just like, Foley oh my God. brother. <laughs> he just understood me. Um, so yeah, middle school, high school, it was. No, we're talking about after that now. No, I'm just slowly <laughs> transitioning to. He's making I, it more natural than I was, me telling him to shut up. <laughs> 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 shut up. Uh, so when did you 
really quick, when did you transfer to Firelands? What what year? Two thousand. No, like what grade grade year? Middle of sixth. Oh, so I was finishing out the rest of that year. People were starting to get to know me, and then at least it was pre high school. Yeah. Anyways, it still was weird during middle school. Anyway, um, yeah, I was just kind of just a normal kid, I guess, in a sense. Besides me being all weird now. Um, I mean, define normal though. I mean, you had weird hair and not much technology. Playing outside with sticks, I would skateboard all the time, and then I kind of do that now when I'm 25. But I just don't play with sticks as much. See, but that's okay. I mean, we're we're all kids. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm fucking terrible at this. Um, You're but fine. yeah, uh, high school didn't it, like it, and then I was like, "Thank God, graduated." And then, did you play any sports or anything? There was one time in middle school I played football. And you didn't do any like out outside of school activities though. No, I like to play video games a lot, so you I kind of just you didn't do band. So. You sound like a band kid. Am I queer? No, I didn't fucking do band. No, you didn't play a little bit of the rusty trombone or anything. I still kick myself in the ass now because I, when I played in middle school football, I was a big pussy because the one time I got hit super hard, the wind was knocked out of me. I was like, that's it. I'm done. And I never played again. But then after high school, I wanted to continue playing because I wanted to just like fucking murder somebody, you know? (laughs) But you know, I could but just do it. do it in a way that it's it's accepted. It's okay. Yeah, just like tackle the shit out of somebody <laughs> and just take out some aggression. I just still to this day I kind of kick myself in the ass because still could, I could I could do it. And that's how Tristan found himself in a gay orgy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got my ass kicked, and then uh, <laughs> that's the first time I was in a man pile. So what did you do after high school? Um, high school I either I had the choice to either go to school or work and i was like oh i'm gonna try school i signed up for lc and i went for what did i go for i went for pre-education teaching first really i wanted to be a teacher that was my big thing because i love kids i love you know teaching i would watch how and when you use that in what context because <laughs> I, <laughs> I love kids in the best sense not in like the creepy pedophile way you know it's fine i'm keeping mine at home for now on <laughs> that's fine very nice um yeah and then i tried to get through my main courses and i was like uh, i can't really get through my main courses and then i was like well now i really don't want to be a teacher i want to go and do something that i really enjoy more which was gamey techie stuff and i liked computers at the time because i was trying to build my own computer so i was like i'm just gonna go and sign up for computer diagnostic and repair did that and I only took like one class and it was fun. I got to learn some stuff and then I just never went back went for a semester and I should have, I should have stayed, but you know, racking up that college debt, you know, whoop, whoop. Yeah, I feel it. Um, and then I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna get a job. And then my first job is McDonald's fucking blue. It seemed like a trend. My first jobs only lasted like three, three months, four months. And then I would quit, find another job, and then try to continue progress on how much I was making and what I was doing. So I went from McDonald's, and then I worked at this shitty place in Lorraine that made car parts. I hated that job. It was second shift. I, it, whoa, what was that? 
Ba-ding. That's that, that's what that, was that that's noise? That fucking seat struggling over Charles' big ass over there. Holy shit. <laughs> but I hated my life when I worked there. I was like, man, I don't see anybody because I went to work at 3 in the afternoon and stayed till 10, and then I would sleep all day and then just keep doing it Monday through Friday. I think I worked weekends too. And I was like, I can't do this. And I think after that, I got... Yeah, I applied for Target, and then I was like, oh, shit, they called me back. I got an interview, and then I had like probably like one of the worst interviews ever because I hate being put on the spot, kind of like how it is now, in a sense. <laughs> but uh, I thought I did terrible, and she's like, oh, well, I like what I hear, and uh, congratulations, you got the job. And I was like, oh, sweet, because it was seasonal. But little did I know that I was going to stay there for two and a half years. I was only seasonal for like a few months during Christmas time. See, that's where I heard you were weird at because Erica knows somebody that worked at Target at the time. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> knew me. From she Target. said, uh, she said you were a weirdo there yeah. that you had a, uh, what purple hair or something like that. I think it was, or, I had every color hair. I had blue, purple, yellow, green. You uh, can't do that shit now. I dyed it black. Why not? <laughs> Cause I'm getting old. Yeah. Older. I'm going to lose my hair. No, it was, it was so bad to the point that when I dyed my hair, well, actually, no, it was red, I think at the time. And I was like, I just want to strip it. I want to. So you worked at Target for a couple of years. What happened after Target? Then I was like, I am tired of getting paid 250 bucks every two weeks. Damn. That's it. Yeah. Well, I was full time air quotations, but it was only like. 32 hours a week, sometimes 28. And it didn't help that I called off a lot because I didn't want to be at work. Because I, I had a mohawk and colored hair. No, I, too I didn't for have target. a mohawk at that time. No, I just corporations had, uh, suck. Yeah, well, that too. Uh, I just wanted to be home playing games like a nerd. And then I started, you know, getting in relationships and I was like, ah, I just want to go out and have some fun. I'll make sure to cut that part out too so Jenna doesn't hear about the plural sense of relationships. Cause you know, women just for There's some reason, one. yeah. Women will blame you for everything that happened before you were ever together. Like, why did you go to that restaurant without me? I wasn't with you. Well, you should have waited. Well, to be yeah. fair though. I feel guilty sometimes. <laughs> 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 I'm, like, I'm like, man, I wish I would have experienced that with her instead of yeah. just fucking. Yeah. Kind of how it works. Oh, any hoodles after target. Yep. So after, after it's target, it. it was, where did I work after target? I'm trying to think of my whole resume. Uh, you had this was, many jobs? I went through a lot of jobs. Oh, well, dude. not a lot. It was like at least five or seven, something like that. All right. Well, let's not let's not focus on the ones that you were only at for a little bit. So you went through a lot of jobs. What was your next biggest milestone? Okay. So Target was a big milestone. That was two and a half years. My next big milestone was probably Poly 1. <laughs> not GameStop? No, I never worked at GameStop. I actually tried to apply because my buddy worked there at the time. I am surprised that you never worked at GameStop. I would have pegged you for a GameStop nerd for sure. I just thought I saw a picture of you at GameStop. There is a picture of me and Stefan at GameStop, and he was the manager. So, fun fact, I met this guy, Stefan, through one of the McDonald's managers or something that she was dating. This dude hated me. Like, severely hated me like he didn't want to like speak to me look at me and like i always saw him from gamestop but he just he knew that i was hanging around with her like when he wasn't around so he just like automatically thought that i was like sleeping with her or something and that definitely was not the case i mean you had a mohawk bro 
I don't, I didn't have a Mohawk at the time. It was only when I was in middle school. <laughs> oh, okay. I just have like the, the, the long middle top going and then the side shaved. I don't have the Mohawk anymore, but I mean, close enough, you know, I can slick it back and make it look cool sometimes. Um, but yeah, uh, this guy did not like me. And then he actually picked her up from Starbucks. It, it was, it probably did look really bad. Now that I think about it, cause we had coffee at like eight o'clock at night. So yeah, I could probably see why he hated me. Um, uh, he gave me this death stare when he like got out of the car to go and open her door, and like I was like, oh shit, this guy's gonna fucking kill me. But it was like not even a little bit after that, I saw him at GameStop again, and then we started talking, and we became like the best of friends. And then we kind of just like she came went out of the picture, and then me and him were friends for a while. So on and so forth. It's it's funny because I was creeping on you on Facebook. Yeah, as Good you do, Lord, as you do. Um, <laughs> but I'm actually friends with him on Facebook because I know him through mutual friendships of a of an ex of mine. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think we hung out like once or twice. I don't think it was that much, but I ended up editing him on Facebook, and like I would see his stuff every now and then. Mm-hmm. Then when I creeped on you, I saw him, and I'm like, what the hell? This is a small world. Every time that I would like get off work, go do anything. I would always go to GameStop first and then hang out with him because hopefully he would be there. He was like I, So I just assume that you worked there because you posted a I pretty much like could have creep. been there. Like he gave me freeze. I probably shouldn't even say that. <laughs> he gave me different. He doesn't even work there anymore, so it doesn't matter. Uh, free stuff all the time, midnight releases. You would just be like, hey, you want this? I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, I do. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you want this hardback copy of this or not the copy, but like the case itself? I'm like, oh, hell yeah. So and they gave me like posters and stuff. That's like a majority of my room at the time was like covered in posters. He gave me gaming posters, any kind of posters that was at GameStop. It was like a GameStop ad. You walked in my room. Um, but yeah, I probably want to go. We'll go from there. That was fun. I thought I was going to hate it at first because it was like my first like factory job that like, you know, I was going to be there for a while. I knew I was, but I liked it. I Learned it real fast from what I was working as. I was working as a packager first and then moved my way up to the tower, which which was in charge of like five different floors of. <laughs> All right. And the joy of recording in a basement. <laughs> yeah. Okay, continue. Oh, okay. Sorry. Anyway. Um, yeah, I was a packager for like three, four months. And then I was a part of the tower, which they called it. And it was just managing five floors of like different stuff. I don't really want to get into it. It's too much to explain, but I did that. I enjoyed that. I worked a lot of overtime, <coughs> like 120 hours every two weeks. Jesus. Uh, paychecks were nice. It was like, 15, 16, $1,700 every two weeks. I was like, fuck yeah. But I was working my life away. It was kind of like swings how we do now, but every week was different. So one week is first shift, second week is second shift, and the third week was night shift. So hmm. then after night shift, you go back into days. So it was constantly just rotating the whole time. Sounds horrible. It was rough at first, and then I got used to it. It actually wasn't that bad. So I did that, and then... The sister plant next to us, Lubrizol, was like, oh, I want to work there. Then the whole family band thing was like, oh, you can't do that because your dad works. Yeah, they just got rid of that, I want to say, maybe a year ago. 
Yeah. And then I was last, like, last year, the year before. So my like dad texted me. He's like, you, you got to send your email in right now with your resume. And I'm like, okay. So poly, so poly one used to be a separate thing. It used to be Novion and Gion. Well, actually, no, it was BF Goodrich first. And then, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm backing up a little bit. BF Goodrich. It was BF Goodrich. <laughs> BF Goodridge. It was BF Goodrich first. And you then, did it again. <laughs> all right. So I slur some of my words, even though I'm not drunk. So, uh, it was that, and then they <laughs> they split up. It was Novion and Gian. Novion was Lubrizol now, and then Gian is Poly One now. Um, I think that was their contracts, and then, um, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope that picked that up. It did. It did. Uh, awesome. <laughs> um. So, and then you know whoever wanted to migrate, they I think people had the choice: either you want to stay with Gian or you want to stay with Novion. And some people chose the wrong path. Well, technically, first, uh, Gion was doing way better than Novion because Novion was trying to get back on, like, get on their feet, and it took them a while. But it it was slowly an increase for Gion, and then it kind of stayed there for a little bit, and then Novion took over like completely, <laughs> and then Gion is still going downhill, from what I hear. Well, probably one now. No, actually, no, it's not. No, even. it's Gion. Yeah, it's Gion because yeah. it was probably one, and then they switched it back. They actually, the people Poly One had a contract with them. They didn't renew their contract because I guess how poor the place was doing. I don't. I'm not too sure on that. But then, so they lost the contract. So they went back to their original name, uh, Gian. So interesting. Yeah, just a little bit of history news that. I so uh, up. real quick, so we know you were there. So how did you come about to where you are, and how you met the two of us? Uh, Lovely gentleman. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see. By the time I switched over, it was like, when was the date? It was like, sip. Okay. I actually remember the date. Uh, you don't have to give us exact no, date. I know the exact date. <laughs> you can just generalize. I know the exact date. It was September 16th, 2019. That's my first day at Lubrizol. The day when he fell in love with me? Yeah. No, no, no. Actually, it was the first day. It was, I was hanging out with Joe the whole time. That's disappointing. Because I had contacts in. And they were like, oh, you have contacts in? You can't go back there. So I had to stay up with Joe for like, was it eight hours? I think it was eight or 12 hours just sitting there. And I was like, hey, do you want me to do something? And he's like, no, I'll just sit there. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) This is the easiest eight hours of my life. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, can I just do something? He's like, no, just sit there. Trust me. You're going to be working a lot. And I'm like, okay, well. And then they wanted me to do active learners. And then there was only like three of them. And I was like, oh, well, I'll do these. And it took me like not even 20 minutes to do all three. I was like, okay, I'm done. He's like, all right, get out of my chair. I'm like, oh, you're okay. getting sidetracked. <laughs> I do that a lot. So um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I first day <laughs> hanging out with him. And then I started back at Estain where Charlie Chip over here works. Um, <laughs> let's see. Hold on. Taking a drink. Mm. So... I like the the sound your throat made when it opened up yeah. for that water. <laughs> That's great radio. <laughs> great radio. Um, so I I don't know if it was it was one of the times because I was came in as a daylight packager back at Estane, and I went through all the shifts and it just seemed like every time that I landed on a shift with you, were you you were yeah, a shift. shift yeah. So you were yeah a shift. Uh, 
losing focus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, got, butterfly. I got ADH or something. Or ADA, AD, a, ADH. ADH. Yeah. Dropping those blend tanks. Um, yeah, I kind of just gravitated towards you because you and, should I say his name? Good old Scotty boy. Yeah, Scotty boy, I guess we'll say it. Um, you guys were just like, you know. You said weird. everyone else's name. Yeah, I was <laughs> pretty much just name dropping everybody. Um, yeah, I kind of just gravitated towards it's more you two at first, and then I was like, you were kind of laid back and didn't talk as much as Scott, but then like when you did say stuff, you were really funny. And I was like, oh shit, this guy would be really cool to hang yeah, out. Yeah, you have to you have to pick your timing. You know, you can't just spitball. Every now and then, you got to get those zingers in. You know, yeah, I try. You know, I was like, oh shit, some of the shit he's saying is really funny. And then my trainer was like, oh, doing all this shit, blah blah blah. And then every time we get back in the break room, I was hoping that you were in there. I was like, oh shit, here we go. And then we talk about games, and then the one day I walked in after I was doing something, and then Scott's like, he was saying, you guys were talking about something, and I came in, and I was like, yeah, you know that one day me and Charles are going to be best friends, right? And he's like, um, no, you're not. And I'm like, yeah, just watch. And that took, what, not even a couple of weeks? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and then we me and you were sitting next to each other, and then Scott had to go sit somewhere else. Sounds like middle school <laughs> lunchtime. <laughs> yeah, he had to go sit somewhere else, and then we would start talking, and then you, we would just look at him like, shut the fuck up. What are you talking about? Like, uh, But, yeah, and then it kind of just took over from there and been friends since, what, a year now? Yep, something like that. And then, and the, yeah, and then. And then I was in and your then, wedding, and, then, and, then, and uh, you know, <laughs> and, and, then, and then, and then, and then. So, uh, how did you meet this lovely gentleman over here? Through you. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you were we were playing games one night, and then we were playing. What were we playing? League of Legends. <laughs> League of Legends. The game you're League terrible at. The game yeah. that I am so fucking good at, you will not <laughs> even believe. It's it. fine. I'm banned now. So <laughs> I got banned last week. <laughs> um playing and then i got yelled at and i was like oh man this other guy keeps yelling at me and he's like what the fuck are you doing wolf and i'm like well, oh, no <laughs> no to be I, fair i didn't call you wolf you yeah. called yourself wolf no no cassie was calling him wolf oh. so the, the whole time ryan's wife is just like get back here wolf <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing i'm like i'm gonna kill them all so oh, that was funny. we were playing and then it didn't it seemed like a couple months and you're like hey remember that guy that we were gonna be uh we were playing games with. I was like, uh, I think so. What, League of Legends? You're like, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, what about it? And you're like, well, I told him to apply, and I, he's used me as a reference, so I think he's going to start here. And it was around the time that we got our control room jobs. Yeah, to be fair, I mean, it was. I was happy that he got into our building, though, because Estane, as, as much as you can learn in that building, it's not the building I would recommend for people to work in, so... From what I hear, it's just like a lot of overtime to treat you like shit. So, yeah. it's just a didn't you work, work there? He worked there for a little bit. He was oh, he I didn't did. even finish his training yet. <laughs> yeah. He, he already was, got the other I job. I was still I, I was close to being signed off, and then uh, and then they were like, "Oh, here's a position opening. You want to do this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." And I applied, and then I got it. And then I told my trainer, and he was pissed. Well, and to be honest, I don't even know why he was mad just because of the fact he got paid for being a trainer, whether you were leaving or not, he got paid the whole time as a trainer. So there was no reason to be upset about it. He treated me like shit for 
like the last two weeks. Well, so did the whole department, though, because we got stuck with the stupidest jobs. Once they knew we were leaving, they gave us the dumbest jobs they could yeah. until we left. <clears throat> but all right, well, I think that pretty much sums up your backstory, Ryan. You fucking <laughs> four hours later. Sorry, yeah. I get sidetracked. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, there's probably like a good five to six minutes I can cut out of there of you know tacos and dogs and kids going up and down this year. Yeah. All right. My turn? Yeah, go ahead. So, I uh, grew up in LaGrange. I went to... L.A. Grange. L.A. Grange. I went to uh, Keystone High School. Um, I went to school with Charles. I met him in seventh grade? Yeah, middle school. Yeah. Yeah, around sixth, seventh grade. Um, you moved to LaGrange, right? Didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I moved yeah. to LaGrange from Wellington. Um, <clears throat> we were... Mutual friends with a couple people. Uh, and then I don't think we really like hung out, hung out until what, sophomore year? Freshman, sophomore year? Probably. I mean, we hung out, I think, before that, but not as much because it was always the same group of people. Yeah. Well, yeah, because we, like I said, we had mutual friends. So it would be me going over our buddy's house and yeah. we would just be uh, hanging out. And I don't think it was until we really started going to what was it, game day sports center, like dodgeball night. Yeah. Yeah, that was like the big thing. Dodgeball. Dodgeball. Dude, that was you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. To be honest, I was like, that that was like the highlight of my my school time was going there. And that place opened. That was like the only thing to really do other than skate land and bowling was going to game day. Fuck skate land. Yeah. Anyways, that's how long I've known Charles. So a little bit longer than you, Tristan. Sorry. It's been what? Like, okay. uh, God, like 15 years? Too damn, too damn long. Yeah, too damn long. Uh, any hoodles. That's okay. I'll um, get bored too. So I went to, <laughs> I went to Keystone High School. Uh, my first job was also McDonald's. Um, I Seems to be to, a trend with everybody. Yeah. Well, other than to, me, I never worked at McDonald's. To be fair, the McDonald's in Lagrange was literally right at the end of my road. So. I think that was every kid in Lagrange started at McDonald's. Other than you, apparently. Yeah, I didn't. That's like the only <laughs> thing that was really in Lagrange, is whatever. Call them. Right. There's no like, stoplights. There's no. There's nothing. Yeah, it was like, it's just it's the it's tiniest town. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think IGA really is the only other store like that you could work at really in yeah. Lagrange, other than like those little hardware stores and the gas station. And well, I started there when I was like fifteen and a half, I think, not even sixteen. Uh, my soft, my junior year, I went to a vocational school uh, for culinary. And what vocational school? What's a vocational school? What vocational school? <laughs> I don't think I have to put all that in there. Which one? Lorain County Vocational School. LC, LCJVS. I went there too. Why didn't you say that? Because I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I went for culinary. Um, hey, we I, probably saw each other. Possibly. No, I'm older than you. When did you graduate? 2010. Graduated in 2013. Yeah, I probably didn't see you. Uh, yeah, continue. Sorry. Anyways. Um, <clears throat> I left McDonald's after like six months i think i don't think i was there for a very long time it was actually stupid little side story it was um fourth of july weekend i went to we'll just say a friend's house because i don't want to get anybody in trouble uh it was fourth of july the night after or the night before sorry rather we had a party and did some things that we weren't supposed to some illicit drugs and alcohol and (laughs) i called in the highlights this is stupid i called in so I know they, I think they opened at like, let's say eight o'clock. I called at six and I called at six 30 and I called at seven and I called at seven 30 and my, the manager there was not answering at all. Cause I was trying to call off and be like, I'm, I cannot come in today. And needless to say, they never answered. So I said, fuck, it, I'm going to sleep. 
I wake up at like noon to them blowing my phone up and be like, where the fuck are you? And then they fired me. <laughs> Only job I've been fired from, oh but God. they fired me. I was pissed. Cause I, to be fair, I tried to call off to be clear. So I got a job at, uh, uh, a, like a sports bar. It was scoreboards at the time in the Grange. Oh yeah. Scoreboards. Uh, my uncle worked there. Is that even open still? No. Well, it's the rail now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The rail. Okay. Um, that was interesting. Um, I mean, it was fun working with my uncle because he also worked in the culinary field and I was a dishwasher to start out with. And then I eventually moved up to somewhat of a line cook, you could call it. Um, but through me going through that, I was at the vocational school for culinary. I think my junior year, I started working at uh, the Illyria Country Club, which was my first like, you know, fine dining restaurant. That was cool. I did a couple competitions for culinary in um at the vocational school, we placed, I think the first year we placed fourth at state because we were all juniors. And then the second year we placed second at state and we were like point something away from getting first and going to nationals, which was in, I believe San Diego, which would have been great. No, no. I think that was in Kansas city the year before San Diego. So question real quick. What? (laughs) (laughs) Is that where it started with your whole cooking thing? How you wanted to be? Yeah. I mean, my dad, uh, my dad's a firefighter. He's been since I can remember. I mean, he worked for EMT to start out with, but he's been a firefighter for the majority of my existence. Um, But uh, he does a lot of cooking because, you know, at a firehouse, they do a lot of cooking. Uh, He was also went to the Navy and he was uh, a cook on the ship. So he had some background, but, uh, between him and my uncle, I think are my two main like drivers to be in the culinary field. Um, <clears throat> to be fair, like I, I struggled a bit in high school, my freshman, sophomore year. Um, I think I was getting like a 2.5 or something. Uh, when I went to the vocational school for culinary, I, I don't think I got below like a 3.6. So it's just, it changed my focus. It was something I was interested in. Um, it allowed me to kind of like expand my, my knowledge and, uh, talents into something. And, uh, I started working at the, uh, country club, which helped a lot. What are you doing? Uh, I got some like notification on my phone and then it made that noise. Did you hear it? I was saying so. No, it went. Did you not hear that? I was losing track because you're like panicking over there. I, I no, have it I did not. silent. Maybe I should like throw it against the fucking wall or something. Okay. No, every now and then I'm, I'm getting like a humming sound, but I don't know where that's going from. No, I literally yeah. heard like someone was turning on a computer. Just <laughs> no, I did, you did not hear that. <laughs> I did not hear it. Okay. Uh, well, maybe. To be fair, I was talking to them. So. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No. Sorry. Anyways, I worked at the country club. Went through vocational school. When I left vocational school, I went to uh, Hyde Park, New York, and went to a culinary school called the Culinary Institute of America. That was awesome. I hear that on the radio all the time. Really? Yeah. I never hear it on the radio. Nope. I've heard it, I've heard it quite a bit. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I guess I don't really listen to the radio either. Yeah. Um, it was an amazing experience. Uh, it was right on the, the uh, Hudson River. It was awesome. So is there like a big bonus of that school? Is there like... I mean, like top chefs or anything that premiere uh, of the world. I mean, I know Anthony Bourdain went there. Did Gordon Ramsay go there? I don't believe so. I'm pretty sure Gordon Gordon Ramsay's from England. I believe. I was going to say. I think he started. Maybe he transferred there. (laughs) 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 Don't think so. (laughs) Anywho, um, I did my uh, externship in Dallas, Texas, at a restaurant uh, at the Ritz Carlton at a restaurant called Fairings. Um, 
which kind of led me back to Dallas after I, so I came back after my externship. Um, my parents were going through some shit and bankruptcy and divorce at the same time. I couldn't get any, uh, student loans or student aid because the way FAFSA works, I'm sure you guys know at the beginning of the year is like when you file and then for the rest of the year, that's kind of what it is. Like, so it, it stated that my, you know, my parents weren't divorced and they weren't separated and they weren't bankrupt and I was fine. And we had plenty of, you know, loans and money that we can lean back on. And because yeah, that's, I didn't uh, have that. Unfortunately, they, one of the biggest scams I feel yeah. is, is the, the student loan process. So well, continue. That's, that's the reason I couldn't get another student loan because I couldn't put them on it because they filed for bankruptcy. And I was like, I think I was 18 or 19 at the time with no credit history, no nothing. So I had to leave before I could finish my degree, which sucked, but it kind of propelled me to where I, I am now, or I guess before culinary wise. Um, I came back to Ohio for a little bit after I got off externship, I think for like six months, um, worked a couple places here and there. Then I ended up moving back to Dallas with some of the people I used to work with um, at the Ritz. Um, moved back down and I was there for seven years. I worked at a couple of different places. Um, you know, it was awesome. It was great to experience it. Uh, I came back, I think it was the second or third year I was down there. I came back for Christmas and, uh, my wife now who is just absolutely beautiful. So gorgeous. The best. Um, yeah, keep kissing, kissing ass. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, Jesus. we hung out. Like, I mean, I was back for like a week, I think. We hung out a couple nights. Um, I actually remember those nights. Did a couple over at that uh, that little uh, crack shack apartment. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Anyway. There was a lot of bottles of uh, Captain and Jaeger involved in those nights. A little more than hanging out. Like moved back to that. Well, orgies. I went, I went back down to Dallas. No, I wouldn't go that far. No. <laughs> and she was going through some stuff, and with her life, her personal life, and I talked her into moving down with me. And yeah, yeah, you talked her into abandoning everybody you knew. Yeah. Eight, eight years later, <laughs> two kids. You know, it, it's a wonderful relationship. I love her. I will have to say though, for my wedding, we flew them back. They came back from Texas for our wedding. They didn't fly us. We well, came. yeah. <laughs> wow. I'll get there. Money bags. I'll get there. Anyways, so we were down there for. I think me and her were down there for five years. Um, we had my oldest <clears throat> while we were down there. Then we were pregnant with my second and. Um, decided that we kind of needed to come back because it's hard to raise one kid, let alone two in a city like Dallas where the median home values skyrocketed and daycares, it's just astron- astronomical, can't even speak. Well, that, and I feel like it's hard too when you have multiple kids in a different state with no family support yeah, whatsoever in terms well, yeah, of... I mean, that's part of the daycare aspect yeah. of it. Um, and like, you know, it, it's... I don't know if we would have stayed there if we just had uh, our oldest and didn't um, didn't get pregnant again. We probably would have, but with with us getting pregnant the second time, it's like we we kind of had to. Um, she wasn't really for it; she wanted to stay, but I ended up talking her back into coming back. Uh, I came back. Um, it's a good move. Got a got a job. <laughs> You're a smooth until talker. It, <laughs> until it snows. Until it snows, and then it's a bad move. Then you think about all the warm days in Texas. Well, there's some fucking hot days. Yes, I think the summer I moved back, there was uh, over 90 days that were over 100 degrees. It was insane. But um, we came back. Uh, I was fortunate enough to get a job at a local French restaurant on the east side. 
Uh, Long John Silvers. <laughs> Little Long John Silvers. Well, you, you were there too from the time you came back until just recently, right? Yeah, I was there for, I think, either it was like just over or just under three years. I think it was just over three years. Um, but, uh, you know, with COVID happening um, and it just decimating the restaurant industry, I mean, the culinary industry in and of itself, but I think just even more so the restaurant industry and the hotel industry uh, got just destroyed by it. Um, I was laid off for two and a half months when we initially shut down. Uh, And in those months, it was the first time that I've like stepped away from uh, being in the culinary industry and like just being in that world. And when you're, when you're in it and you're going day to day working, you know, 70, 80 hours a week, um, it's easy to just assume that that is what it is and that's the life that you're going to live. Um, but when I kind of got out of it and stepped out of it for, for that time, it made me kind of re up on what I wanted out of my life and what I wanted for my kids future and what they got out of me as a father. Um, you know, and Cassandra as well, just what she gets out of it as a husband. Uh, it it was, I kind of realized it was time for me to get out of that lifestyle. Um, obviously I'm still in the culinary industry. If you, if you can call it that I do private chefing on the side for this family, fortunately. Um, so well, I, I mean, yeah, I would still call it that. I mean, you're still, you're still doing what you have a passion for, yeah. which is culinary. Yeah. I mean, but it's just not in the sense of working in a restaurant where the time is demanding, you know, you have, you can make your own schedule in a sense of to a degree. Yeah. yeah. But, um, I got sidetracked like you. So I, I was laid off for two and a half months. I came back, um, helped them kind of reopen and get everybody back on track. And then I, I was talking to Charles. I came over a couple nights to hang out, play board games. And I was talking to him about uh, working at Lubrizol. And, you know, he was just telling me a lot of, a lot of the benefits and the pay is obviously pretty good. Um, and you, don't, you don't have to turn that off, by the way. Just so, yeah, it's still, we can it's, still it's it. more annoying. Sorry. It's more annoying hearing the click Sorry. of your microphone turning on. <laughs> oh, and for the record, why I'm not talking so much. I'm just, um, <laughs> he's, he's breathing his vape instead yeah. of like oh in regular God. air. Yeah. Regular air. <laughs> Who needs that? Um, I'm just listening to majority of it because well, I'm just, I appreciate it. I'm trying to get coming more. off a 12 hour shift. Well, that too. And then just trying to learn lost more. In my eyes. Yeah, no, just trying to learn more about you because I've never heard any that, of this stuff. That's part of the reason why I wanted to do it. Um, I'm just saying. So, but yeah, so I was in the culinary industry as a whole for, well, in the restaurant industry rather, for, since if you include my time at McDonald's when I was 15 and a half, I count it. I was in it for about 13 years. Technically, I was a cook too. I still think I'm in the culinary field. Raymond noodles and hot dogs don't count. <laughs> um, I pressed the big red button that closed the grill on the hamburger butter. I am so proud burger. of you. <laughs> yeah, See, I and this it, this just, it, it amplifies my worry that you're going to hit the big red button at work. <laughs> I've thought about it several times I'm now. I'm sure you have. <laughs> okay, anyway, back to back to Ryan. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I was in the culinary, in the restaurant industry for about 13 years. Um, it was kind of bittersweet leaving it, to be honest, but this is a good opportunity. Um, it was a good chance for me to step away, still basically make as much as I was making before, um, surprisingly, which is a sad thing that I can start somewhere from ground zero and make about the same amount. <laughs> just just give it a couple, give it a couple of years, years too. Give it a couple of years. Yeah. 
and uh, you'll you'll see a big difference. Um, but uh, I came to Louisville because uh, Charles kind of talked me into it, and there just so happened to be an opening. Um, they're building surprisingly in our building. Yeah, the, the <laughs> building. honestly, I I was shocked when he, when you told me that you were going to be coming over to sixty one. Well, I talked to <clears throat> when I did the interview, which I I think was probably one of the best interviews I've ever been a part of, just because. Oh, they're definitely thorough. Yeah, like, I mean, just yeah. the, the way they set it up and like, um, they ran it. It was the, the HR rep and then four different managers from different buildings in the plant. Um, and it was, I mean, it was a two and a half hour interview, which was a little long, but it it did it. It served its purpose. Um, and it was it was very inclusive and informative, and it it was a great experience. Um, but. I, I talked to Brian, who is our building, uh, I don't know, what is what would you call him? He is like the building manager. Manager. Uh, yeah. Big boss. Was. Big boss. Huh? Big boss of our building. Um, but I spoke to him about it, and he kind of saw some of the um, similarities between the culinary industry and what we're doing now. Because you can follow recipes, and you can follow recipes at well, work. So we won't limit it to just recipes, <laughs> but it is... It is uh, I mean, it's all some sort of chemistry in one way or another. Yeah. So I mean, and it's and it's big batch work, you know. So like in in the culinary field, you're doing big uh, recipes for the week of that you're cooking, and and it's it's following a recipe almost to a T. Um, maybe not as critically as it is in our current uh, industry with with making chemicals and large batch processes and giant reactors that almost bigger than my house, but uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much <laughs> fucking huge. Um, and, and every little thing makes a difference, but I, I would say that it's more close to baking than it is culinary yeah. just because of how precise you makes it. more sense. Did you but, just smell your own armpit? Yeah. <laughs> that is the I, weirdest thing I've ever seen somebody do. I did not put on deodorant this morning. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Listen, none of us. wanted to get home. Right? <laughs> none of us over here are. At remotely worried about what your armpits smell like. I'm far enough away from you, don't worry. <laughs> Wait until you smell <laughs> my ass. I gotta smell good for Sean. <laughs> no, he doesn't even get that. Sometimes I do. But yeah, I I believe that I interviewed well. Um, I talked to Brian about it. I think I emailed him again after the fact and just just to see where his head was at. And then uh, I thought I was gonna go to Estane. I was under that. I actually also emailed Brian and said, "If you let this motherfucker." Go to Estane. I will be pissed. Listen, you son of a bitch. Well, to be fair, we were looking for more people, and then I heard Estane was going to get you. And the the thing that pisses me off the most is that because that building makes so much money, they get first pick to whatever they want. Like anybody that applies, whatever Estane gets them. So when I heard you were going to go there, I'm I was telling Brian, I was like, you don't let him fucking slip to Estane. I'm like, Estane gets everybody no matter what. I was like, snatch him up and take him. And from what I heard, Brian Aww. Brian actually went to HR and said, hey, I want him in our building. So. Their mistake, huh? Yeah, their mistake. <laughs> Big mistake. <laughs> um, I mean, to be know. fair, though, like, I'm glad you're in the building because every now and then I get truffles. So, hey, hey truffles. That's the only good thing is you know how to yeah, cook, kind whatever. of. Anyways. He's um, really good at cleaning, too. I like. I mean, I he like, used to be. Whoa. Shut the fuck. <laughs> Second day you were there on top of hot boxes, sweeping them off and everything. I was like, wow, this guy's going to be a you know, perfect you know fit. What I, you but know he what I is. And then he gets hired you in. Know, and I was like, I wow, did. where'd that guy go? <laughs> but he is also trapped on the first I floor now. I am kidding. Yeah. Maybe. Guess who scrubbed um, down the entire HD fucking process? And, and did it how many times? Once. 
I've done it three times since I've been here, you cocksucker. Whoa. Okay. All right. All right. Welcome to the triarchy. (laughs) Whoa, you just said it wrong again. (laughs) Triarchy. Sorry. Oh, my Lord. You better learn our name. I'm glad I got in the pod with you guys because... Like you said, it's it's a smaller team. It's a it's a team of three guys. It's much easier to work together when to, you have a group, a, a, a tight niche group like sixty one. Well, does. I mean, it also allows you to kind of show your worth and and what you're doing. I mean, in a negative and a positive light, I guess you can put it. But it's easier to to see the things you fuck up, and but it's also easier for them to notice the things you do good on. Exactly. When you're in a building that has as much as Estin does, you're you're not noticed as much for the good that you do. I mean, you are like I got. Don't get me wrong. Like I got noticed in Estane. I ended up becoming this fucking dude's back uh, backup trainer for when the <laughs> other trainer was gone. Which that's one good thing that they did in Estane was it. They went from it didn't matter how much time you had in the building. It went by how much drive and how much you learned in the time you were there. So for me, like I was there the least amount of time, and yet I was the backup trainer, and the other people weren't. So. I'm trying to get 61 to get that same mentality because I'm not going to talk bad about anybody in the building, but I think going forward, they need to get rid of the the idea of, oh, well, he's the senior guy because the senior guy could have the shittiest work ethic. Like it doesn't, it doesn't to me, the time in the building doesn't matter. It's the drive and passion you have for what you do is what should drive, you know, what level you're held at in the building. It's just, I think it's hard to, equate that when the time and length of you being in the building dictates your pay. No, yeah, no, I understand that. So it's yeah. like they're paying, they're paying this guy X amount of money and they're paying you X amount yeah. of money. They should theoretically be able to get more out of the guy they're paying my money. Yeah. You know? No. And, and that's how every building is unfortunately, but um, the, I feel like the progressionary period there, the whole five year thing, it should be reduced. I think if you do not know your job in the first two years, then you shouldn't be there. I agree. You know what I mean? So the having a five year progression is just their excuse to not pay you what you're worth for five years. But I think in two years, if you don't know your job, spicy meatball, right? That is a a spicy meatball. But I think within two years, like if you don't know your job, then get, get the hell out. You know, we can find somebody else who can do the job and learn it in two years. Yeah. So I think in in all honesty, I think the five year thing, it really does come down to, they don't want to pay you. You know, that full rate. Well, I think to be years. fair, too, they just want to see who's staying, you know. Well, that, too. A, yeah. A five-year window is a good uh, idea as far as, like, who's going to be a staple in the in the building itself or who's just. There's yeah. a lot of people yeah. that were there five years and more and are not Are staples. still fucking. <laughs> yeah. There's people that have been there well beyond five years and they're still a fucking turd. So. Oh, I'm not talking about. And they're still turd, getting paid I'm more than saying, I am. You I'm know? also <laughs> saying, like, how long they're going to be in that building and. and the cost and overhead of training a new person is far and above trying to hold on to somebody yeah. and work with them to, to get them better. Albeit, there should be a cutoff line between people slacking and not doing their jobs and, you know, just holding on to somebody for the sake of not training a new person. Yeah. But it, it's a thin line to walk. And honestly, just be thankful that you didn't get to go back to Estane because it was, it was just a nightmare. Like, well, it's like I told... A, a nightmare in a sense. It's just... Too many people. I didn't. I never liked too many people on one it's, shift. And and it, to me, it wasn't even just that it was too many people. It was more of the more people there are, the harder it is to climb up. So 
Yeah, that the washer finally kicked oh, off. Oh, that's which what it was. What the was humming like, sound was. was like, what was that noise? Mm, so, it just got so clear. <laughs> so the thing for me was that it. So to get into the control room in Estane took a hell of a lot longer because there were so many people competing for it. Mm-hmm. Whereas in '61, you got a small group of people, and we're all at the same standard now. You know, they started just over the past year. What they consider the packager is no longer packagers. H HD packaging, but we're all first class. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Estane, you know, you, as you progress, you go up in your pay. And the only way to be considered higher than an EO, which was the extruder operator was to go into the control room. Technically we're, we're, uh, we're not the first class yet as packagers. We are, I thought they were starting the HD packaging as first class. That's what they told the, ho- I'm not going to say names. Well, Jose, <laughs> when, when Jose came over from, uh, when he came over from 37, they were like trying to claim to him that he was going to start at first class because he didn't want to like do a lateral move in a sense. I have to look at the pay, but I know that we, because I, I spoke to Whitaker. Oh, shit. I shouldn't have said his last name. Cut that out. I spoke to Brian. <laughs> I'm going to do a lot of editing. I spoke to uh, uh, Brian about it. And because it was when um, new Justin came on and took over that operator role. And I told Brian, since we have four full shifts of three looking like forward to the future is the only chance of me becoming an operator. If is, if one of these guys leave or move or like, is your plan to, to move the packagers in the operator position? And he said that generally that's the plan is to have all four of the packagers just become operators and then have three operators on a shift. Well, the whole idea is just to see, but that doesn't make sense to me though, because you're supposed to be, HD packaging, which HD is an operator position. Well, so that's what I'm getting at is that like we are, I mean, if you guys are like up here in the first class and I think we're like four or five pay scales below, it's not a lot less. I think it's like overall, it's like two or three dollars less as at the top out rate. So it's not like we're too far off. But I asked him, like, what are the parameters to kind of climb up to where you guys are at? And he's like, he said, and I haven't held him to it yet because I haven't really like fully understood and learn HD to be able to run it from A to B or A to Z really. Um, but he said, you know, once you start, once you can get signed off on HD, once you can get signed off, oh, sorry, once you can get signed off on freeze master and just like keep getting this stuff signed off, you can climb, climb, climb. And then once you are like capable of running, running Delta and doing yeah. PUD at that point, you get put on an operator which from what I'm gathering from talking to different people is the goal is once you guys are trained, like packaging in HD, you're going to go and start learning PUD. And then everyone is going to do like kind of what Estane did and you're going to rotate jobs. Okay. So whoever's like, let's say there's two guys running PUD and you're on HD. Once you learn the process, you'll, you know, after a full rotation on HD, you'll move into PUD and the guy who's been on PUD the longest will move to HD. And then each each time we come in on a new rotation, everyone will start rotating on what you're running. But the the sucky part is, is HD is not always running. So someone is going to have to go downstairs to package. And the thing that bothers me is that there's guys that think they shouldn't package. It, it's my job. It's It's Dennis's job. It's your job. Everybody in that building, it's their job to package. Like the building is not just packaging. It's not just your job. Yeah. Like that's what you're being trained on now, which is why you're doing it because they want to start everybody in packaging to learn the products and all that stuff. But ultimately like it's his job. It's my job. It's your job. But you got certain people that are just like, Oh no, 
that's below me. I'm not going downstairs to package. Well, that's not how it works. And everything in this building is your job. So the sooner people realize that, the better the, the department will be. But all in all, from what I heard, is just that the whole packager term is just going to be eliminated because technically we're all supposed to yeah. know the same thing. So like if I call off and you're here and you're just a packager, quote unquote, you can come upstairs, you can run PUD, you can run HD, you can do everything. Mm-hmm. So it's not where we can all do it. It's just all, all one, no more terms of packager or PUD operator or HD operator. Yeah. Just an all in one operator. That's it. All right, so we're totally getting sidetracked, but let's finish your backstory and I mean, then that, I'll hurry I up. I think we've pretty much gotten to it. Um, <clears throat> I started at Lubrizol. I've been there since August of last year, so that's like what seven months, eight months. Twenty twenty or twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty. So August, September, November. Wait, August, September, October, November, December, January, February. So seven months. Nice. Almost, almost eight months. Which. It's crazy. It doesn't feel like it's been that long. Oh, it feels like a couple of weeks ago you just started. Like, and now like good boy you. Ryan. And now it's just, <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, Ryan's coming in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like, hall- uh, hallelujah. I, I'm going to keep saying that hallelujah. until we get a new goddamn coffee pot. You Can said I, it before the coffee pot incident. No, I'm saying more you, now. It's, it's simply, <laughs> simply because I just I accidentally... No. Dropped the coffee. Pot. Listen, no. we could all throw around insults about what's been done there, so let's just not. Who At the fuck itches their it. nose during COVID season? To you're just not yeah. supposed to itch your nose. No, you're not. <laughs> if you're gonna do it, do it somewhere else, not next to the coffee pot. Well, who? To be fair, <laughs> I I have had one fuck up in that building. I didn't charge water or something. You fucking put EDA in the wrong damn thing. So, <laughs> I mean, so it was you. I thought you said it was Dennis. Dennis. No, it was Dennis. But I mean, now if he listens to this, Dennis. Which one? Listen, I was sick. I was sleeping. Dennis did it for me. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like we're name dropping too much. I we mean, I just cut, admitted. Cut I just admitted that I was sleeping. It happened. I was sick. I fell asleep. Dennis did it for me, and we'll cut that out too. Yeah. Whatever. Anyways, I mean, let's get happens. to your, your background because we, we sidetracked um, completely. I'm going to try and get through it semi-quickly. Um, so I grew up with just a mom. Uh, she pulled on both roles, um, bounced back and forth between boyfriends. We lived in a million different places. I can't even go through the list of everything. Uh, but when it really first started for me, it was in LaGrange. That's where I started middle school and high school. I met Ryan in middle school. Uh, You already kind of heard all that stuff. Um, We uh, we ended up moving to Lorraine. I think it was my sophomore year. Yeah, I think it was sophomore year. We lived in Lorraine, and I ended up dropping out because I didn't want to go to Lorraine High. Uh, It was either I went to Lorraine High and ended up getting arrested or kicked out anyway because... I had a temper problem as it was. Hold on, what? Arrested? What? Yeah, because I would end up either getting into a fight or getting into the wrong crowd of people. Or I never knew this. I I had a very bad anger problem growing up, more than I do now. I can kind of see it, but no, I, I, uh... it uh, it was bad. It controlled a lot of my childhood. Uh, anyway, so when we moved to Lorraine, I decided to drop out of high school. Uh, I went. You're, are you smelling your armpit again? 
Like I right just, in the middle of me talking about I'm my next you smell you your literally did like a like a Yeah, I just wanted to that was, it was it like reminded me what was that movie Superstar where she would like stick her hands under her armpit and then I've smell done it. that too. <laughs> but anyway, so uh I ended up dropping out of high school. Um I was outside of school for a few years. I did under the work table, probably illegally. Um under the table work. Well, it was under the table work, but I was probably doing it illegally because I didn't follow the terms of, you know, like the child labor laws. He was working um, under the table. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you definitely learn, you definitely learn how to use that mint chapstick. But um, <laughs> I think I did my first under the table job was carpet cleaning. I went in with some guy that my stepdad knew and we cleaned carpets. <laughs> <laughs> I went in with some guy. And yeah, I was cleaning know, carpets. We were just cleaning carpets, you know. Some guy yeah. I didn't even know. We were I heard your carpet needed cleaning. <laughs> yeah. huh? It was like the you know the bad intro to a fucking seventies porno. <laughs> but Don't uh, tell my husband. Yeah. But uh, we uh, it was a carpet cleaning business that I started with, and I just got paid cash. And then the <laughs> yeah, it's even worse, you know, oh my just God. throwing throwing dollar bills at it. Not bad. And then uh, my stepdad worked for a roofing company, and I ended up doing under the table work there. I was literally pushed around a magnet cleaning nails off the ground as they were throwing them off the fucking roof. But uh, <laughs> I did a lot of that. And then I think my first real job was at Petiti's Garden Center in Avon. Uh, that was my first actual paycheck job. Petiti's. At Petiti's. <laughs> but uh, so I worked there. <laughs> I worked there for a while. Uh, again, we moved around a lot. Um, and then I ended up going to school in LaGrange. And then... Let's see, what did what did I do after there? So I worked at Petiti's and then I wanted to clean carpets. Oh, I again. worked at yeah. And then <laughs> I did want to clean carpets again. It was addicting. You know, the first time you're like, oh my God, to get your first real taste of that carpet. Yeah, it was pretty easy. For the record, I would I I can't believe that yours, you both, both of your guys is, yeah, if I can talk right. Yours sounded very professional and yours sounded it's still sounding professional. And I'm the first one that gets to go, and mine sounds like shit. <laughs> Everyone's going to think, so, oh, this dude's a fucking idiot. And he's well, just. I mean, nobody, everyone would have forgot about it by now if you didn't bring it up. Yeah, so now. you just yeah. brought it up. Yeah. You but anyway, so. <laughs> I think my second job after that was uh, at Whirlaway in Wellington. We made car parts for some air conditioning thing for Chrysler. So both of you made car parts, huh? Yeah. Both of you were stuck in Lorraine. Both of you made car parts. Yeah. It's like a, a destined. I, I mean, honestly, Whirlaway was like the shittiest job I think I've ever had. Cause no. they, I was working like, <laughs> no. I was working like 60 some hours a week and I worked on, they called it an ID grinder and it was two machines and you literally, you would clamp a part in one. It would start grinding. You turn around to the next one, take it out, turn around. By the time you turn around, the other one's done. You take it out. So it was for 60 hours a week, I was literally just turning around over and over again. Like, it was just constant. Every time one stopped, the other one was starting. Uh, Boo-hoo. Shut the fuck up. You know what I had to do? What? Oh, my God. I had to take metal car parts out of boxes and put them on hangers and everything. By the time (laughs) that my 10, 12-hour shift was done, my whole arms were covered in bruises. It would hurt, and then I had to go in the next day and do it again. Do you want to cry? You want to come lay on my shoulder? Yes, I do. Yeah, you, want, okay. you want a taco? <laughs> so, <laughs> baby, you want a taco? Actually, it was during that time 
my parents moved, well, my stepdad and my mom moved to Arizona. So uh, there was some trouble between me and my ex. So I decided to move to Arizona for a couple of years. I forgot about that. So you talking about Texas, I did get to learn what the uh, the Southern heat really feels like. Yeah. So when you moved to Arizona, I mean, it's all dry heat, just like Texas. But I mean, it's like, I think when we moved there, it was right in the middle of summer. So it was like 120 degrees outside. And it was just the driest heat I've ever felt. It was like putting a wet sponge out and watching it dehydrate. <laughs> but I think the first time I got out of my car, my eyes like instantly turned red because of all the moisture just getting drained out of my freaking eyeballs. God, just thinking about it. It was terrible. <laughs> um, and then we lived in this like crappy little apartment in Arizona where the AC barely ever worked. So, but the thing is, is you don't sweat in Arizona because as the sweat's coming out, it's literally evaporating off your skin. So I, it was such a different heat from here because here it's so fucking humid in the summer. You just sweat through your clothes there. It's like, it didn't matter what you wore. You could just walk around outside and you just didn't sweat because as it's coming out of your pores, it's literally just evaporating into the fucking sky. You were still hot as fuck. Though. Yes, you were still <laughs> fucking hot. Even if you're butt naked. Sounds like a good place for Sean to go. <laughs> and I've never understood the true definition of spotty showers than when you live like in the south and you literally watch like a mile radius of a storm raining, but nothing else around it is getting rain. So it's just this little spot like out in the middle of nowhere <laughs> getting rained on, but there's nothing else everywhere. So the one time rain came over the apartment, I literally went outside. I think I stripped down to my boxers and I'm like out there in the rain, like, oh my God, <laughs> it's rain. It feels so good. But we lived in Mesa, which was like the bowl of Arizona. So like we really did not get anything. We didn't get rain, snow, nothing. So when it rained, it was like God was finally giving us some sort of moisture. But uh, I lived there for, I think it was two years, a year and a half, two years. and then. Things went south with my ex and I ended up moving back because work there is totally different. It's like their seasons are opposite from here. So when I moved down there, it was like their slow season. So I couldn't really find a job. So I was actually working with my stepdad and he was doing home remodeling. So I picked up a painting gig and I literally worked long enough to save up money for a plane ticket to come back to Ohio. And I came back here in the middle of fucking winter. God, that was a damn mistake. I got I got off the plane after living in Arizona for two years, and I thought I was going to die. I could feel my bones shaking. But, uh, At least you weren't sweating. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> but uh, and then I moved back here. I lived in a little shitty-ass duplex with one of my old friends, and I ended up reconnecting with the girl I dated in high school, and now we're married with one kid and one on the way. And I'm working. I started when I came back to Ohio. I worked at Pierre Foods. Oh my God, that was a fucking nightmare. It was like an assembly line for frozen breakfast sandwiches. You must not sleep good with all these nightmares. No, it was a lot of nightmares. Yes. But literally it was like you show up at Pierre Foods and they literally, no joke, line you up on a wall and they tell you who they want for the day. So I would show up and I got lucky because I was tall. So they wanted taller people most of the time to be able to reach it. So I usually had a job that day the reacher <laughs> yeah i was the reacher um but it was seriously you stood at a, an assembly line and it was a belt that slid down and the guy at the end would put the bun on and the next guy would put the sausage patty on and it was the frozen breakfast sandwiches you buy at like speedway but it was at pierre foods i think it was in Illyria. blowing up pierre's huh oh it was terrible um and then after there like i said i started dating erica and well we got back together from high school and uh 
she kind of pushed me to do something better with my life. She got me to go to LC to get my GED. And then I started going to college for IT. So my last job, I worked in IT for about, the hell is that noise? Anyway, I worked in IT. Water. <laughs> yeah. I worked in IT for, I think it was like three years at my last job. And I love computers and I loved working in that field. But at the same time, I, I just saw myself not being able to do it for the rest of my life. So staring at a computer screen was not for me forever. Uh, I always did some it sort is of when you're at home. So yes. When I'm difference. at, when, when I'm at home, that that's my recreational thing. Like <laughs> it's a hobby. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a hobby at home. I'm not, I'm not being forced to sit there and stare at it for eight hours a day. It's and, addicting. Yeah. <laughs> Here it's addicting because it's stuff I actually enjoy doing. Not, you know, uh, a person from the office calling me, telling me they can't log in because their fucking cap locks is on. So, oh. You know, it, it's just, that was the joy of working in IT. Uh, yeah, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't sign in. Yeah, sir, your caps lock is on. Um, what does this so blue screen like, mean? Yeah, uh, that means you're fucked. Um, no, but like those days, like I just, I couldn't do it forever for the rest of my life. And I always did some sort of physical job to begin with. I always did like remodeling, painting, all that kind of stuff. So we're working in a factory. So an uncle that used to work there. Well, he's not really an uncle, but I considered him to be one. Worked at Lubrizol. He was an uncle. Yeah, he was. <laughs> um, he uh, he mm. told me that they were hiring, and he put his name out there for me to get in. And my I at the time I had worked my way up in the last company I was in, so my I have my resume was good enough that even if he didn't, you know, they would have hired me anyway. And they really do hire anybody. Yeah, they really do. I mean, you're there. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, and so I started at Lubrizol, and I started back in Estane as just the EO, and then the job opened up as the control room operator in 61, and I jumped on it just because, like I said, Estane was, it's so competitive with how many people are there that it could take you, you know, 10 years to end up in the control room. And I, I, I tested top in the list, and instead of hiring me as a control room operator, they let someone from another department do a lateral move because it was less training. It benefited them. So, you You're know, welcome. Yeah. So, you know, I moved over to 61 and I told them that they would be dumb not to take Tristan. So they wouldn't hire Josh. No, but, I um, think they would have, if you didn't dress up and how I told you that day, we're going to dress up together. Listen, I was, no matter how much Brian Whitaker, Brian Whitaker says, uh, I was not a shoe in. I, I was getting one of the positions, you know, <laughs> yeah, it was between me and Josh. I mean, I mean, to be honest, I had the most time there. I had the experience, so it was kind of uh, a no-brainer. But uh, I'm glad that you got in to the control room. Let me get a little yeah, because we were buddies, and that. then all of a sudden, you know, oh, this job, and I was like, oh yeah, we should do this. Well, it's not even just necessarily that we were buddies. It's more of buddies. who I thought in the long run would have the the right fit yeah the most success the right fit for that position and you tend to be more optimistic and stuff in those senses that i think you're a better uh in terms of the long run you're going to have a better input on things to change or work on to make the department better whereas other people tend to be more negative and don't look at the positives or futuristic outcomes for the department I feel like you're the more positive and well, not positive. We're both positive, just more looking more towards trying to change things and how it operates. I think a lot of that comes from the background. So 
like me going to college now I was doing IT, whereas now I'm finishing my business degree. So when I think of work, I don't think of it as uh, mixing chemicals. I think of it as the business side and I'm trying to find ways that are going to cut costs and also make the job more efficient in the long run. And they just want you to shut up and just mix the chemicals. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be honest, that's the one reason like my review was semi good was because, well, it was, it was good, but it was semi good just because of the inputs that I have are more on the business side and they appreciate some of that stuff. But. I can understand the negative reviews on mine, but I don't know. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know how to communicate. Yeah, I don't know how to communicate. Now I see that now. <laughs> well, I think that uh, in terms of background, that pretty much covers everything, and we are 14 minutes past our hour. So Sweet. Well, we're going to be Damn, I thought it was going to be some. much more than an hour. <laughs> no, it's, we are at an hour and 14 minutes. So I think that's going to conclude our episode zero. There's is there any a lot of cutting? Yeah, there there is cutting, but there is going to be some cuts. But is there any any outgoing messages that you want to give to anybody that could be potentially listening right now? No? Hi, Vsauce here. Uh, no, um, I think. Uh, Did you say B sauce? V sauce, as in vagina. Um, no. Oh I, Lord. Yeah, we're all we're all married. Yeah, ladies, let's make this clear. <laughs> Look at that Canada okay. Draco. <laughs> yeah. We're all we're all, we're we're all, all spoken for. We're all happily married. Yeah, we two all of us, our wives. Don't two make of, us get the bats yeah. out. Yeah, two, of, the beginning. two of us have kids. One's working on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying hard. Okay, so. <laughs> all right. Hey, oh, I guess you know, that's it. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Let's us wrap this up, right. you know? <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see you guys on the next episode.